Welcome to Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Welcome to this episode of Nude. I'm just briefly interrupting the beginning of this episode to cover two things that really stood out to me when I re-listened to it back after it was published. Um, The first being that I use a lot of cisgendered heteronormative language. And that makes sense because that, you know, this is related to me and I'm sharing my own personal experience. But I do want to make this clear distinction between masculine, feminine in the way that Western culture and my culture have taught us that it means basically that masculine is man and feminine is woman, uh, which I don't believe is accurate at all, Um, or at least it's missing a a huge part of the picture. Uh, And then the more integrated spiritual perception that I have that is that masculine and feminine energies exist throughout nature and within all humans and we all have both these energies and depending on the individual some of us will lean slightly more to the feminine some more to the masculine some of us are balanced and that has much less to do with our genitals or the gender we were assigned at birth and way more to do with just the individual's expression and the terminology he uses in the book is your core essence so we might have a core essence that is feminine but that still means we can channel and embody and express the masculine uh, but that ultimately we have a core feminine essence and uh, yeah so that's just something I wanted to be really clear about that this book and this concept uh, I feel really applies to everyone no matter what your gender expression or sexual orientation or identity and Yeah, I think that's mainly all I wanted to say, but just that I'm speaking for myself. I'm sharing my own experience. I consider myself cisgendered and I am in kind of a heteronormative relationship right now, even though I'd say we're both pretty queer. Uh, I'm definitely pansexual. So, you know, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. And then the second thing was just that I speak a lot in this episode about all the fulfillment and flow of love and pleasure and intimacy and sex that we get in partnership and how it's so fulfilling, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, yes, awesome, true. And it's true for me and it's what I'm experiencing. But everything that I describe, I desire and want from a partner is also something we can give to ourselves. And it's also a a self-pleasure practice that I am slowly trying to integrate into my life because I know the importance of self-pleasure and the the reality of that if we continue to outsource our intimacy and pleasure – and sex to someone else like 100% of the time, which I have done for a lot of my life, or at least most of the time, 
then we don't learn how to fuck ourselves really well and we can be a well-fucked woman or a well-fucked human all alone when we're single. Uh, We can do that for ourselves. And in fact, I have realized that unless you can do that for yourself, chances are you're going to have pretty low standards when it comes to being in a sexual relationship with someone else because you don't actually know what it means to be well-fucked because you haven't given it to yourself. Um, Sometimes another person can inspire that within us, I think, inspire the ability to fuck ourselves well because they fuck us really well. But ultimately it's down to us uh, to give it to ourselves. And so I wanted to just be really clear about that, that the self-pleasure is a huge part and – I just missed it when I was discussing everything I learned from the book in the episode. I hope that clears that up and I hope you enjoy it. would love to hear feedback, thoughts. Um, All right. Enjoy. So the last 24 hours for me have been deeply revelatory. I have just finished the audio book of The Way of the Superior Man and I was so very surprised by it. I did not expect to learn so much about myself as a woman, as a, about what I need, desire. And I. it's honestly brought me so much clarity. And it's such a surprise. I expected to read a book that was going to teach me more about men and yet I learned so much about myself. Um, I think one of the first things that I just appreciate so much about the book is that it's deeply affirming and validating and healing to have a man describe the feminine with such reverence, appreciation, respect, and awe. And this, especially for me, because I have embodied and built a strong masculine um, part of myself, and it dominates mostly, I still absolutely have a feminine core essence and have all the same desires and needs as uh, any woman and any person who is predominantly feminine, but yet my masculine traits have dominated my whole life. And and re- listening to this book just made me realize so many things and about what I want and need now and what I'm ready for and what I'm going to embody now. And like, wow, I if you have not listened to this book or read this book, I 100% recommend it. I really, really do. It. I was obviously just perfectly ready for this information because it has, it has inspired and ignited just revelation after revelation after revelation and realization and enlightenment for me. And it won't do that for everyone. It depends where you are when you read it. Who knows? But for me, like, oh, yeah, I just love it. I mean, so, yeah, that's just definitely one of the first things is just like how 
hearing a man describe the divine feminine the way he does is so affirming to me when my masculine has dominated um, and that's because of the shame I have felt about the feminine parts of me and I have felt so much shame around so much of my femininity that I have suppressed and pushed down and pushed away and disassociated and disconnected from. And listening to this book has actually just clicked something into place for me where I just feel so completely ready to fully embrace all of my femininity and everything that makes me a woman. And I am so fucking done being a man. I'm done. I am so done leading and controlling and holding everyone. I have been the man in my relationships. I have done 90% of the holding and leading and carrying and sorting and organizing and I'm fucking done. No more. I am so ready to completely surrender into my feminine essence and I'm going to do it no matter what and the men who want to be with me can be there or not but this is what I'm doing now (laughs) you know and I know that this is the thing like when we know what we want need and desire and we completely embody who we want to be then we naturally attract and bring out in the other people what we need from them you know we attract people that are able to hold us in where we want to be when we're being authentic. So I know that this starts with me just fully embracing um, all that my feminine essence is. So I want to, there's so much I want to discuss on on this book, but one thing that I was stunned by in this book was how much responsibility he takes upon himself as a man. Like, I have never heard a man speak with so much radical self-responsibility. And I'm stunned by it. I did not expect it at all. And to hear him describe the ways in which men can fully hold the feminine and the amount of love and pure giving that he promotes and encourages in men is just amazing to me. I am so stunned by it. I think one thing that I've definitely taken away is that it is not my responsibility to care for a man's ego. It is not my responsibility to care for a man's ego. Women, it is not your responsibility to care for a man's ego. Some of you know this, some of you don't. I have spent so much of my life 
massaging and caressing and loving and building up men's egos because I want them to feel good and I want them to love me, I guess. And no doubt this comes from some daddy issues, um, as many of our issues do. Uh, But like, wow, you know, it made me realize like I spend so much of my time not honoring myself and putting men first, putting their needs and their desires and most of all their ego before my genuine needs and desires. And holy shit, it's not my it's not my responsibility, it's not my work. And here's the thing. When I continue to hold and care for and mother and fix and lead and control all the men in my life, I make no space for them to fully step into their masculine. That's what I really realized. It's like I have developed such a strong leadership and strength and capability to to be independent and do everything on my own. And that I that there's no space. There's no space in my life for a man to fully step into his masculine and hold me and take care of me and, you know, fuck me really well because I'm doing all the things and and I'm ripping myself off and I'm ripping them off. That's the reality. No, no, no one is fulfilled in in a space where I do all the things. And the reality is I cannot do all the things. I can't do all the things. I cannot be all the masculine qualities and also be surrendering and receiving. That's just not possible. You can certainly switch between these these energies and roles and embodiments, but overall if you have the a deep core feminine essence that desires so much to be ravished and to surrender then then this needs to be cultivated this ability to soften to open to surrender and when i've spent most of my life in my masculine this is a huge shift that i'm i'm so ready to make and I know this, there's so many women, like I tend to attract pretty strong women into my life. And these strong women are often quite masculinized. You know, they're embodying the masculine because they've had to. You know, we've often the reason that, you know, I've built this strong protective masculine wall around myself is because I had to, because I had to survive and, you know, I grew up being one of the boys hanging out with all the guys and having heaps of guy friends. And I did that by depolarizing myself from them, by becoming one of them in many ways. And that felt safe. And that did keep me safe. I got to know men on such an intimate level that I knew how to be safe around them and I knew how to read them. I knew when men were safe and when they were not. And I've kept myself safe because of this, because I have been so depolarized. But now when I'm placing pleasure and sex, like ecstatic sex, fucking real sex, when that is at the forefront of my needs and desires as a woman right now, I need to repolarize myself. I need to soften and open into my feminine and stop carrying men, 
stop holding them. Let them go. Let them suffer. Genuinely, like men have to be allowed to suffer through their own pain and not fall into a woman's arms and let her fix and hold for him because he never really becomes a man if he's always falling into a woman's arms who holds and and fixes everything for him. So, oh, wow. Just like so many realizations, people. Um, I just want to share this with, with people because I really think this can help men and women realize so much about their own masculine and feminine energies and where they sit and what they need and desire and what maybe needs to shift. Uh, The other thing that I took from this and what I realized is like that a huge part of the way we look at relationships nowadays is we want a partner to be everything. We want them to be a partner, a lover, a father or mother to our children maybe a business partner. We also want to share in all the household activities. We want to go traveling. We want an adventure buddy. We want a best friend. We want all these things. And it's fucking doesn't make any sense. No one can be all these things. So what I've realized is you can have any of those things and you can have an element of all those things too in your partner. But I really think that you need to decide what is your priority. What is the most important thing you want to share with your partner? Because for me, I don't need a best friend or a coach or a business partner. What I need and desire, want most is a lover. Someone who can take me places, transcendent, ecstatic, sexual, pleasurable worlds. That's where I want to go. That's what I want. That's everything to me. When I have that in my life, when I am a well-fucked woman, when I am being loved and taken by a man, everything else in my life flows and from that point. And that he talks a lot about that in this book and it just fucking resonated so much with me. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's <laughs> so true. In the moments in my life where I have been well-fucked, and fully satisfied when it comes to pleasure and sex, everything else is good. And even if it's not good, it doesn't matter to me. It I can make it good. And so knowing now and having this clarity that that is the priority in my relationship, I can let go of the need for a lot of the other stuff and just focus on how to cultivate this fiery sex sexual passion and love because it's that's what feeds and ignites my fire and so that's where I can put my energy now and and really truly prioritizing is a um it feels really good it helps give you a lot of clarity you know when I know where I need to put most of my energy then I can really grow and and cultivate that area properly but when we're trying to spread out you know and have our relationship be all these different things um it's just it's really hard you know you're you're gonna have very mediocre average business partner lover friend parent you know uh there's a there's a few other really important things that i took from this book that i was already kind of aware of but now i'm really starting to understand it and it's that a man's mission is his priority in life 
And the thing is, is with me being mostly in my masculine for most of my life, my mission has been my priority in life. And I have sought after my passion and my purpose with a ferocity because I this this part of me leads. And that's cool, you know, because I'm starting to really live into my purpose. But overall, the reality is that the thing that feeds me most, it is love and sex, like real good sex. In fact, like if it were up to me, I would be spending hours a day, most days having ecstatic sex. That's what I want. That's what I want my life to look like. That's why I did an ISTA training. That's why I'm probably going to do a lot more ISTA trainings. If you don't know about ISTA, International School of Temple Arts, look it up. Um, and maybe even one day I would be privileged enough to become a facilitator in something like that because it's, I just think it's one of the best ways to live. Uh, so yeah, a man's mission is his priority and women are attracted to a man with a mission. When we become connected to a man in relationship with a man and he makes us his mission, we're turned off. And I have noticed this, this resonates so hard, like in, in my personal relationships, I've been with men and as soon as they make me the center of their world, I'm turned off and want to be with someone else. And it's like, why, you know, I'm so in love with this man, but now I've become the center of his universe and I'm his mission and I'm everything. And it's, it feels gross and uncomfortable. And I feel like, I I want to push him away and send him on a mission. And I've got my own missions too, because the masculine part of me also needs a mission. But it's different. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's not like the center. It's not the center for me. I'm going to read you some quotes now from the book. So while I was listening to it, it's an audio book, so it's kind of hard to write down quotes. And I was so engrossed in it. Like I was crying and laughing at the same time listening to this book. Um, and so I've had to kind of go back and just have a scroll around the internet to try and find the quotes that I like the most, but there's definitely some good ones in there. The one that I did write down, the only one I actually wrote down while listening to the book, I'm going to read to you now because it describes so clearly what I desire in a man and I've known this, like this instinctual part of me has always known this and sought it and done everything in my power to manifest it. But to hear it so clearly, it's just like, wow, yeah. Okay, I'm going to read it to you now. The most erotic moment for a woman is feeling that you are Shiva, the divine masculine, unperturbable, totally loving, fully present and all pervading. She cannot move you because you are already what you are, with or without her. She cannot scare you away because you already penetrate her in fearless love, pervading her heart and body. She cannot distract you because your one-pointed commitment to truth will not bend to her wiles. Feeling this hugeness of love and freedom in you, she can trust you utterly and surrender her testing in celebration of love. Such a good quote. Do you feel me? Yeah, I thought you would. I also wanted to read another quote about women testing men. Like, holy fuck, I have been doing this my whole life. 
and had not been fully conscious of it. And it's so interesting to suddenly become so conscious of something you've been doing your whole life. Like This is why I love self-development. It's why I'm addicted to it, because I just love the thrill of finding out something new about yourself that you that, that changes everything. So here's the quote. A woman often seems to test her man's capacity to remain unperturbed in his truth and purpose. She tests him to feel his freedom and depth of love, to know that he is trustable. Her tests may come in the form of complaining, challenging him, changing her mind, doubting him, distracting him, or even undermining his purpose in a subtle or not so subtle way. A man should never think his woman's testing is going to end and his life will get easier. Rather, he should appreciate that she does these things to feel his strength, integrity and openness. Her desire is for his deepest truth and love. As he grows, so will her testing. Whoa. <laughs> totally. Definitely been doing that and not even realized. And yeah, just think that's like super fascinating. Um, a quote on the mission that I discussed earlier. Your mission is your priority. Unless you know your mission and have aligned your life to it, your core will feel empty. Your presence in the world will be weakened, as will your presence with your intimate partner. The next time you notice yourself giving in to your woman, postponing your mission and denying your true purpose in order to spend time with her, stop. Tell your woman that you love her, but you cannot deny your heart's purpose. Tell her that you will spend 30 minutes or some more specific time with her in absolute attention and total presence, but then you must return to carry on your mission. So, and he goes on to talk about in this book that, and this might be really triggering for some people, and you have to, you have to understand that he is not speaking only about men or women. He, he, he fully uh, accepts and explains that it's not about sex and gender. It's a purely about energy and it doesn't matter what genitals you have. You'll always have likely a core essence of either femininity or masculinity. Some, a small percentage of people have both and are more balanced, but the majority of us lean slightly more to one or the other. And so what he talks about is that for a man, his or for someone with a masculine core essence, that their mission is what will fulfill them. And then from that fulfillment, they can create beautiful intimacy and love and share that with in other ways with their lovers, with their children, etc. Um, but that for someone with a feminine core essence, the flow of love in their life is what gives them the most fulfillment. And it's so easy to like simplify this down to like that for women, you know, their partner is everything, but it's not about that. It's about the flow of love. And it's so, it's so true for me. It might not be true for you, but it's true for me that when I am seriously well fucked and well loved in my intimate relationships, like I said before, everything flows from that point and there's no denying it. I don't need to deny it anymore. You know, I have denied it. I have built up these walls as and postured and pretended that I, I'm so independent and I don't need anything from anyone and I don't need a man and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, no, I don't need it. But if I want true fulfillment in my life, what I desire most is deep, total surrender 
to the masculine. That's just the truth for me. And I think it's the truth for a lot of women. Um, but to get to that point, so much work has to be done on ourselves and and men have to do the work on themselves. You know, we've all got to be doing the work on ourselves if we all want to experience this oneness that that we so desire. Yeah, so that is another quote. What's another one that I want to read you? A happy woman is a woman relaxed in her body and heart, powerful, unpredictable, deep, potentially wild and destructive, or calm and serene, but always full of life, surrendered to and moved by the great force of her oceanic heart. When you ask her to analyze her heart's emotions, it's like building walls around a part of the ocean and turning it into a swimming pool. It's safer and more predictable, but far less alive and enlivening. Most men have made their women into swimming pools by continually treating them like men, talking with them about their feelings as if they can be analyzed to the point of fixing them. Like, holy fuck, what's so interesting is that my own masculine has dominated. And so I have treated my own feminine like this. I have analyzed the feminine side of me to the point of destroying her, of stamping her out almost because I don't allow her to move and to live and to breathe and to be free, which is all she wants. And so, yeah, you know, men are doing this, but we're also taking that and doing it to ourselves. And that's so interesting to me. And it's something that I'm fucking not going to do anymore. Yeah. So that's a cool quote. I also like this little quote. Every moment of your life is either a test or a celebration. And I really like that. I really love the way he embraces the tests that women and the world will present men. He, the way he helps men or whoever to to really see the the gift that women are providing in these tests in the way we seduce and distract and undermine <laughs> you know like we're testing you we're we we know and we want so much for your full strong masculine presence we desire it so deeply and so we're going to keep testing you until it's there and like I said, this is not something I was even conscious of me doing, but now I'm definitely conscious of it. I'm just like, whoa. One of the deepest, here's another quote, one of the deepest feminine desires in intimacy is precise, precisely not to have to always figure it out for her man and guide him. Okay. So this one is like, yes, so true. There, there's a balance here, right? Like men don't know how to have sex with women and we do actually have to teach them. But they can do so much of it by themselves if they leave their ego at the door, come to us with full loving presence and just watch and listen and feel. That's it. You know, that's it. That's all you need to do. That's sound, I make it sound easy. It's obviously not easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely a big one is like constantly having to figure things out for our men is it's a turn off. It's a turn off. A couple more quotes and then I'm going to wrap up. Um, the way a man penetrates the world should be the same way he penetrates his woman, not merely for personal gain or pleasure, but to magnify love, openness and depth. 
I love that. And it's so true. The way you're penetrating your woman is also the way you're penetrating the world and vice versa. So if you're out there fucking, you know, making heaps of money, being super successful, running your own businesses, like really like fucking the world with love, take that to your woman. Yeah. And the last quote, the most loving women are the women who will test you the most. She wants you to be your fullest, most magnificent self. She won't settle for anything less. She knows it is true of you. She knows in your deepest heart, you are free. You are Shiva. Anything less than that, she will torment. And as you know, she's quite good at it. Like, whoa, so true. Something he says is that women, they intuitively know your weakest spots and they will poke them. And this is not out of some evil desire to ruin men. It is out of this deep desire to see emerge your strong, earthly, rock-like, masculine, unshakable, unmovable, so that she can finally fully surrender into her feminine and let go. And yeah, like, holy fuck, so many realizations. And I hope that, I hope that if you haven't listened or read the, listened to or read the book, like, go do it. Maybe you will have a completely different experience. Maybe you think it's super outdated. Um, I actually really think it's not because, I don't know, it, it really resonates with me. And even though he's mostly talking about like cisgender heterosexual men and women, this applies to everybody because we all have these energies within us and most of us are predominantly one or the other. Um, but regardless, like you will have something to learn from this book, like no doubt. And I just wanted to share it with you and share my sheer enjoyment of it. And there's so many more lessons that I gained from it, but I mean, that's pretty good amount for now. <laughs> um, hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have, I'm going to link the book for you, by the way, um, in the show notes. And if you have any thoughts or um, suggestions or questions, then definitely let me know. Like, I, I'd love to have a discussion about this book because I, I haven't really had that discussion with very many people and, and I'm really curious too. So yeah, get in touch um, and catch you next time. This was Nude with Mercy J. If you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content, then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com slash nude slash donations. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback about this episode, then please do contact me at nudepodcastnz at gmail.com. 